Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of the Non-Essential Workers Podcast, a left-wing podcast where we do comedy, politics, reading news headlines, hanging out. Good to have you. I'm Alex. I'm Aiden. I'm Jason. <laughs> Going go for the morning zoo voice. <laughs> You're wacky host. Shock jockey. Yeah. Um, so this is my week to uh, try to find something not depressing in the news to talk about and mostly failing, but let's see how we go. <laughs> uh, I start with something that's probably the most enjoyment we're going to have uh, of these articles from independent.co.uk, though a million sites have covered the same idea. NFT sales plummet 92% as market collapses. Subhead decline in interest comes as Elon Musk mocks non-fungible tokens. Well, the funny thing is it's not just NFTs. It's also the entire crypto market. Yeah. Because basically everyone is figuring out, we've already known, but like everyone's figuring out that you can't actually use this for currency exchange. They're just securities. They're just valuable assets like a stock. So you, they're non-functional. If they're non-functional, they don't have any worth. So their asset, their value is dropping. And this is funny. And everyone who got scammed or, you know, got tricked into this and blew their life savings on it, you know, this is the inherent risk you take when you engage in gambling practices facilitated by the market. And this is why markets are unethical. So you have no one to blame but engaging in the system that you purport to think is the right way of doing things. <laughs> I, I, the headline is is interesting, or the subheading specifically, because it both kind of uh, like avoids the central problem that the whole thing was, as you say, Jace, unsustainable from the outset, uh, while also keying into like the the more ridiculous way in which it was unsustainable and and volatile, uh, because obviously, yeah, the whole market is speculative and based upon no real material thing. Um, was really just a fast coordinated upward transfer of wealth but also yeah it, it's uniquely susceptible uh to things like a like a random billionaire saying the dogecoin dumb well see whole, whole market crashes on that co- topic i think the subtitle is absurd and misleading. Right. they're both ridiculous you're acting like because elon musk put out a shit tweet that's why the nft market's dropping no it's not I mean, I mean, one, to your point a little bit, Aiden, like, yes, the fact that something's value could fluctuate because some random bitch asshole, like, tweets something is, one, already insane, but two, I don't think that had anything to do with it. Like, they're on their face a scam. So acting like Elon Musk is the causal link here, that, like, the, the NFTs go as Musk goes, it just the same thing with Twitter, the same thing with cryptocurrencies, like, with this fucking bank but fried dude who keeps showing up, he's like, oh, like, if a system is predicated on some asshole liking it or disliking it, it's not a good system. And that's not how the system ought to work and doesn't work. So, I don't know. It's, it's, the sunny meme you posted is perfect. Like, I mean, And this isn't, this isn't even an obvious scam like, you know, some Indian guy calls you from the IRS saying, give us five grand. Like, these play on pretty well-established psychological fears and, like, people who are old and don't understand technology. But the people most invested in NFTs and cryptocurrencies are young and do understand technology. So they were, like, least primed to be scammed by this, and they got scammed. So it's hard to even call it a scam at that point when it's, like, they're engaging in gambling that they know is gambling. 
Well, it was, it was all the hallmarks of any kind of like Ponzi scheme or or, or uh, pyramid scheme, where it's like we kind of know it's a scheme, but we think we'll win. Right. We're, 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 we acknowledge a scheme. We're just betting that we'll get out before it explodes. Right. So it's kind of like you're, you're running into the burning building to grab wads of cash. Like you understand you're taking a risk and it's a stupid risk. Like, I, it's just like, okay, we, we hope to get on the right side of the scam. We hope to be the exploiters and not the exploited. But I think most people kind of on some level understood this was just a variant version of a lottery or a variant version of, of, of a high-stakes gambling bet. They may as well have been playing fucking poker for, some, you know, for money or something. It was, it was, this was kind of a zero-sum game where some of them were going to lose a lot. Except. And a few were going to make a lot. Right. Except for the people who are marketing this. As no, this is more than that. It's transformative. It's new. It's extreme ownership of like like the bullshit marketing yeah. that these are more than what they obviously are in their face. To me, that's the real you know sinister aspect of yeah. this whole blockchain t- technology being used in this way. So you know, to me, it's once again falls on marketing. And guess what? Marketing is a product of capital. Yeah, yeah. The it was it's very gross how how many people and celebrities tried to pitch this as like a as a the first step towards like techno utopianism this was, this was like the key to a, a completely level and equal society um and the way that i think it preyed in a real a real way upon the economic anxieties and the fatigue of as you point out young people who are desperate to escape the the dismal reality of the capitalist societies we live in where the only option is wage slavery or luck and they chose luck even though it was a clear drain you know it's i think well it certainly isn't like blanket carte blanche all this i think that is part of it and that's just kind of adds on to the layers of depressive uh extortionism and there's the cynical use of of this moment by people who try to prey on your goodwill there's like spike lee who's now just become a full self-interested prick uh who, who released his ridiculous ad talking about how this was like the uplift for the african-american community right because he read the art, same article we did in the, and he was convinced yeah. by it. or he just got a big check well right? so, like, yeah, yeah i just think it's i think it's as simple as that i'm not thinking he has any ideology at this point ask it's any just, here's my check ask any celebrity so the reason i keep bringing up the sam bankman fry guy is because he's the douchebag who runs who owns fdx who got all this money just by basically currency flipping to Japan before the clocks could count it in and have made a Super Bowl ad using uh, who's the guy who wrote Seinfeld? Yeah, Larry David. Yeah, Larry David. So, like, ask any of these celebrities who were involved in marketing campaigns or just, you know, hired to, to, to do it to do a commercial what they got paid in. Yeah. If they tell you they got paid in U.S. dollars as opposed to, you know, gaping asshole monkeys or whatever then you know it's a scam because right. no one's getting involved in a currency system if they're not getting paid in that currency. Yeah, I, I don't think when they were paying Larry David uh, or Matt Damon or, or fucking Spike Lee that they were paying them in apes. They were paying them in money, uh, in and, actual and, U.S. dollars. And credit to any of the scam artists who were able to trick their celebrity who they got to endorse their thing if they, if they paid them in NFTs or crypto. Because then the celebrity got scammed too, and that's funny. Yeah, there well, is- that would be the worst. Yeah, I mean, you know, the mayor Adams taking his his first like month of salary in this does add some kind of silver lining to it. But there's also a kind of beautiful poetry that Larry David was famously involved in this thing that's ending with the essentially the curb your enthusiasm theme song. Oh yeah, this may as well hold. This whole thing may as well have been an extended curb bit. 
where people invent a completely ridiculous premise, use it to market a huge scam, and then it collapses, obviously. And in the show, it would have been him who loses out. But in reality, he actually won out because he got paid for selling it. What's that Twitter account that's like modern Seinfeld, where they people have just like kept creating yeah. modern day scenarios that if they were to make a Seinfeld episode about it, this would be one of those. It'd be a Curb episode. It'd be a Sunny episode. Although who knows? Maybe Sunny will. Have been. I'm I'm almost never on Twitter, but if I was, that would be something I follow. Um, yeah, this is really ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I mean, we we talked about this for a long time, and ironically, so does this article. It mentions that the sales have been declining since like September. So this is not only, I mean, the, the second half of the, uh, you know, say this is what Elon Musk's doing, it's proven false by the body of the article, which literally says this has been an ongoing trend for many months. Um, right. Well, the article should say since, you know, dro- diving since September, Musk finally, you know, tweets publicly about it, something acknowledging like. Right. They have the, they have the ordering backwards. It should be long, long standing decline in interest in obvious scam results in a must right. tweet stating the obvious. Known techno dipshit takes 10 months to recognize what we all recognize. But the other funny thing is NFTs are basically just memes and they're as no yeah. meme is, is always good. Memes have a shelf life. Cons, I, funny ideas like come and go. And so the idea that you're going to put money and technology and energy and like electricity behind cu- funny, fleeting, ephemeral events, especially with the NFTs, which are like gifts or pictures, like you need you need inciting incidents for that to happen. You need like some cool gif of Tom Brady doing a thing at the Super Bowl for like for that NFT to have value. And the farther you are away from that event, the less value it has. So the the, the, yeah. I, the insane idea that people bought in that this stuff is going to always grow in value like it's the stock market itself, that there's this infinite growth curve because we live in a society, was always insane. Yeah, I don't think people in 2025 are going to be buying the, like, Madison Cawthorn teabagging his cousin coin or, like, <laughs> NFT that they make now. See, like, now it's that's just not going to have currency. That one's timeless. That's the MasterCard commercial. Figuring out Madison Cawthorn's ho- homosexual, you know priceless yeah but as as funny as that is to us now like in three years no one's gonna give a fuck like no one's gonna remember or care no matter how hilarious it is how old is he because it might matter at some in some i think he's younger than you so gotta look up this pretty fucking young i actually didn't want to get into that too much because i thought it was too stupid to talk about but i thought i thought we'd mention it yeah the dude is 26 so in nine years it may be relevant again maybe put it that way I don't think he's going to be alive in nine years. Just guessing. Yeah, we've already had a joke about that. <laughs> but uh, Good times. Let's move on to a couple of Big Thinker articles. I like to call them Big Stinker. First one from the New York Times. Got him. I like it when you call me Big Stinker. <laughs> yeah. The rich are not who we think they are, and happiness is not what we think it is either. And we let him off the hook. It's a football joke for everyone, folks. What's happening here? Uh, this person struggles with English. Adverbs? I don't know. Is that the right term? Uh, fuck if I know. I don't even know what's going on in this sentence. W- who did we think they were? What did we think it was? Why don't you just tell me the movie you'd like to see? Why There's, you so many presumptions. Like about? There's so many presumptions going on in this very long headline, and I feel like I've learned nothing. So uh, Okay, we- okay. No, I actually get it. Okay. Uh, money does not equal happiness the oldest known trope that like socrates knew uh rich people are not happy because they have money uh happiness is not we don't actually i don't know this is bullshit 
That's, that's basically where I got. Yeah, I changed my testimony. So if you examine sec- Article Six, Section C, you'll find that the rich are something different than I assumed you thought they were. It's just such a perfect New York Times article where it's like it's it's like snobby, but it doesn't even understand why. Does this have a subtitle? I'll look it up. That's just as deranged. So what was had been happening? Right, this is what had happened. It was. Come on, fucking morons. Oh, oh, I do. I actually read like a paragraph of this one. There's no subhead because I guess the title was already too long. But it basically just says that like if you look at the top point one percent, yeah, there's all like the super rich, but most of them are just like boat dealers and car dealership owners. Like they're a bunch of like slobs who are also very rich. I think is their point. But but how deranged are they? That they think the average person knows that not everyone can be in the top one percent. Like we get that the that people who we consider rich are nowhere near the top. The bar, the bar for rich is different from the bar for billionaire, which is different from the bar from like Saudi oil prince who owns the universe. We we understand there are degrees here and there are levels and and like yeah. orders of magnitude. We're not we understand basic man. They're, they're pointing out that the top point one percent is three hundred and fifty thousand people, so they can't all be Tesla and you know fucking gates and and, and no, amazon all, like, all this shit like they're, they're not all like private owners who could have conglomerated businesses together and made billions off it yeah. the, the people who run the nfl basically the people who own all the big sports teams those are the vast majority of people who make up like the top 0.1 percent they're just quiet they're not public figures you don't have to yeah. be a public figure to be rich it's a very weird assertion that like somehow we don't understand that like the petty rich are not the big rich. I don't even really know. What this the is how is. myopic these people are. The New York Times is so obsessed with status that they're like, we all we cover is public figures or random news stories that become viral to become public for a moment. Public figure and richest people who run the world are not synonyms. Many public figures are not that rich. Most public figures are not that rich. They're the ones who are confused. What they should be saying is the rich are not who I thought they were. I've now been informed by looking at the real data here. Not it's, they're, they're projecting their neuroses onto the mass public who read their garbage. That's correct. Beautiful. Maybe when they say we, we mean we at the New York Times. <laughs> so That'd be funny. The, the happiest part is apparently just that work is the thing that makes people most miserable in the world, second only to being physically ill. That is the shocking revelation, the pop psychology revelation. Happiness is not what we think either. Happiness is not working, it turns out. Well, that's fucking... What? And rich people are unhappy because they work so much, right? That's why there's all these sad Elon memes. I just scrolled to the... He worked so hard. I scrolled to the bottom half of the article to see what the happiness thing was that you were just talking about, and I found a line. But I would argue that there is profundity in the obviousness of the data on happiness. Okay, stop it. That's a literal line in this Who piece. Who wrote this shit? I would argue that the fact that I have nothing meaningful to contribute is fairly profound. This is written by Ben Shapiro 25 years ago. Like, that is the level of intelligence we're discussing. Yeah, this, this really reads like they didn't, they couldn't. He was a meet, child lawyer. They couldn't meet deadline with anything substantive. So they, they just. Like, this shit doesn't make sense, but I gotta hand it in. So, uh, this isn't surprising or sensical, yeah. but isn't that profound? Yeah, this is some sort of, like, midterm paper that someone's just like, oh, shit, oh, shit, I got two hours. 
I got. So, I'll crank something out. I know this is, a, this is not a visual medium, but what is this article art too? It's like a oh, I have all that blocked. What is it? It's a styrofoam. Here, I'll post it in, in Discord. It's a styrofoam takeout container opening up to reveal like a. Yeah, Alex is exactly right. Some this guy was up on like uh you know gonk zonk the night before and they had to hand in their article and so they just made it about like philosophizing on finance. Like it's just gobbledygook new age bullshit so they could get enough words in. This is how you b- barely pass a class. I feel like if I order enough like what Kung is it? chicken, I might end up with like a, a, a wizard orb. Yeah, it's a combination between a fortune cookie and a dragon ball that shows up. Yeah. What is happiness? What is wealth? Like all these insane self filating questions. Article headlines are not what we used to read them as. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Chase that uh, bag, Kane. Yeah, this was just. I don't know. I, I didn't spend that long thinking about it because I knew I wouldn't want to, but there's really no amount of time I can spend yeah. to make it make sense. <laughs> we couldn't help you either. Well, we, we got one other big thinker from CNN, and this one's a little more understandable, but still incredibly dumb. America's response to addiction relies on fixing this website. What? This is a joke, right? Nope. What this website? Who knows? Technically, I do know because I read again like a sentence to understand what the fuck's going on. But let's, what do you think's happening? Healthcare.gov? I don't know. Because, like, read literally, it's like fixcnn.com. But I, that's obviously not what they meant to say. It's like uh, DARE is underfunded, so fix their fucking website because it's still from the 90s. I, I don't know. Uh, what, what the fuck are they saying? No ideas. So, so apparently there is a website, uh, findtreatment.gov. Now, so I was on the right track. So you, yeah, Jason was pretty close. But you, what you may, one of the reasons you may not know what this is, it was only founded in 2019. <laughs> this, is, this is a website that's not even like three years old, probably. And they're saying that within that incredibly short time span, it's already somehow bad and defunct. <laughs> If we believe them, which I, I didn't read it, so I have no idea. That's true. Where's this from? What's the source? CNN. So it, is CNN uh, doing the low-hanging fruit for conservatives, which is like, didn't you know the government is the only thing that can solve problems? The, it, it, one neat trick to solve mental health is this government website. Like, what? What? Even the most hardcore communists are like, the government's not going to make, make your handle mental health better with a website? What are you talking about? This is not that centralized. That's not how. In, in, a, in a country with a massive carceral state and an apparatus that has criminalized drug abuse and drug addiction to such an absurd extent that we can barely even agree on decriminalizing weed. Uh, right, that, we, that we've criminalized poverty. That we, Yeah, the idea that we're going to fix addiction with a good website without in any way changing the nature of that state is so insane. I'm not even sure where to begin. And that's not even covering the fact that fixing a single website is an insane thing to say about how to get people actual treatment in the first place. What, if you make the website like updated, you're going to suddenly have all these people getting doctors in the middle of a pandemic? There's not enough fucking physicians? Right, like, what the fuck like, are they talking about? Literal shortages of like experts and stuff. But right. the, 
the, these are the same people who are like, you know what the problem with Obamacare was? That website rollout, though. It's like, come on, man. Like, that, sure, it was dumb, but bad. But that's not the, the, the axis of the problem. The problem is our society is, crawl, is is tearing itself apart in eight different directions. And we're always online. We're always reading stuff with the with the worst view. We all have these terrible, like, falling apart real life lives where our jobs are getting worse. We're getting worked over time. Our, our relationships are stressed. Like, we can't. <laughs> Stop. While physicians are overprescribing addictive pain medication, despite their better judgment, the issue is we don't have enough access to those physicians. And I'm just like we're in the wake of all these drug crises that are basically fueled by late capital, government failure to have any oversight, poverty, despair, and it's like the solution is just a neoliberal uh, software engineering of a website. Yep, it's literally always Hillary third way stuff, and this is what's so insulting about the discussion around CNN. CNN is the most pretend down the middle place that exists on the internet. Also, the timing suggests that this was a Trump administration effort since it was right in the middle of their administration that this would have been launched. It's Trump's fault he didn't get this, you know, ice cream eating IT guy on the case. So even besides the fact that it's like, well, the internet's been around for quite a fucking while. Why didn't Obama get to this? Or whoever else you think was a good president to actually put up a functional website for this, if that's really all it took. But I assume that whatever Trump posted was fucking garbage because it was his administration. Why would, how would this have any help whatsoever? It's probably like, you know, killyourself.com. Like, that, I, I, what else was he going to fuck? Uh, Alex, you don't understand. Person. Trump created the mental health crisis in America by getting elected. Everything was fine before. Oh, I yeah. heard that. I, yeah, I've heard that. I mean, I don't think I would take a prescription uh, of how uh, to define proper digital solutions from the company that just had the greatest digital failure of a platform launch in modern history with their CNN plus bullshit. I'm not sure that CNN is tuned into how, into, into what people need and want in, in today's world is all I'm saying as ridiculous as the very base premise is, even if, even if we were to imagine that all we need is, is for this website to get the funding they need to patch out, insert bug, cure all addiction. I th I think CNN's probably not the one with their finger on that pulse. I mean, you must be right, because I don't even know what CNN Plus is. Yeah, not surprised. And you never will, because it's gone now. It's dead, Jim. Uh, yeah. What, 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 what a... Oh, man. What just like a... A casual... Uh, Tongue-in-cheek way to talk about a devastating uh, epidemic that so many young Americans are facing with, so many families are, are suffering from. It's, it's pretty grim, man. And again, something that's only gotten worse as the pandemic has worn on, and it's just like, to act as if there was one neat trick, no matter how good the politics of it were, is absurd. Like, you, you could, like, turn off, you, you could, like, release every person who's done drugs from prison, which would probably be the single biggest fix right now for our response to addiction. And it still wouldn't solve it. It would just be a huge step in the right direction. This is a multifaceted, multivariate, extremely serious problem, not only in this country, but you know, in the world. To act as though there's like a light, one fucking light switch you have to flip to fix this is just insulting to our intelligence. And if forget, it was forget our politics. Right. And if it was true, this is, this is like religious, you know, religious arguments. It's like the problem of evil. If this was the actual simple, easy way to fix it, 
then we should all be railing, screaming, revol- revolting if to get it, get it done. Yeah. Like, if, if solutions are, in fact, that simple, then it would be very easy to leverage our resources and abilities to do that simple neat trick. Obviously, that's not how real life works. And that's why solutions I are insanely of... complicated and, and obtuse, not acute, simple things that you can solve with a, with a fucking downloading Squarespace and getting your update, your website updated. That's that's why these big thinker articles always kind of remind me of the NFT ads, which is like, want to end poverty? One neat trick, buy our scam, right? It, it it always has this framing of like, there's everything that's really complicated is actually very simple, and the, all that you have to do is do the one thing we tell you to do, which don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain or why that would be valuable to us for you to do it. Just do the one thing. Except what part here is a scam? What did they get out of pretending the mental health and like addiction problems in America are related to a website. Well, the, the scam of neoliberalism in general is to diffuse political energy and to render the working class basically politically inert. And, yeah, but that's on autopilot. Well, maybe, but it, the the entire purpose of the project is to basically keep the population fucking docile and limp-dicked as possible so that they don't actually achieve any political progress or make any meaningful requests or demands of their you know the powers that be you hear that folks they want to keep us at less than half chub yeah they they resent our hard throbbing cocks well that happened um they won't let us be hard speaking of people at, 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 at half half mast let's talk about the center right <laughs> the center right let's let's start with elon musk and his tweeting and what he gets wrong do we have to just, no, I mean, we don't have to. Just before you do, Alex. Yeah, go ahead. I just want to mention that the last article was, was co-authored by, I'm not going to waste time by looking into them, but uh, uh, a woman and Kaiser Health News. Uh-huh. I must assume it's related to Kaiser Permanente. So that might give some insight into why this article is being pushed across our screens. They have no possible private no benefit from changing how we respond to government. Yeah. Anyway, let's not even yep. get into that because let's move on. From who are they? So it's, it's, it's a company. Um, from Washington Post. What Elon Musk's polarization graph gets wrong. What? Now that's Something completely un- that's not understandable at all without the image. I'll post the graph. I was gonna say, yeah, I'm I'm happy that this is for once something that I'm not aware of. That did happened. he like stumble upon political compass? Like, what happened? It's like if he did that but didn't understand it at all, which is what would happen. So yeah, <laughs> this is like the Gorka uh, doctoral thesis. So Elon Musk posted a tweet in which he believes that he used to be a liberal. But then the radical left, like, somehow pulled the Overton window to the far left. Like, we're all Marxists now. And now he's somehow a center-right conservative only because we've, on the woke progressive left, are going to call him a bigot and a right-winger. Because of how far left America has drifted. What's also funny is, forget even, like, America and its policies and its politicians. Let's just say this is purely, like, a social-cultural acknowledgement of how what people believe because obviously we all know the institutions are as conservative as as they've ever been let's just pretend he's has some semblance of awareness and he's saying this is not like our country's body politic this is like our social awareness this how is the spectrum the spectrum keep expanding 
How how is what may, constitutes a conservative growing every period? How is what constitutes being on the left growing? Shouldn't this just be like what I'm saying is in the 2008 they're pretending that what it, the farthest left you could be is now the center because of the way this this left running is occurring. I mean, this is it's just not true. It's just not real. It doesn't represent what people have actually believe. It doesn't represent real politics. Does it represent like the political understandings of everyone that we've understood for hundreds of years? Well, the funny thing is, it's like it's like the Kevin Sorbo tweet where like he almost understands universal health care. It's like if Elon Musk just switched what direction this was going, it's like he almost understood American politics because we have been drifting further to the right our entire lives dramatically. And like even if let's even say you had neutral or even right wing politics, it's like regardless of your political persuasion. It is objective fact that America's politics have become more right-wing over time. Both parties are fully captured by capital. Imperialism is never, you know, it's totally third rail. You can't take it off the table. Uh, the only, only area in which we've had any progressive success is on a handful of social issues. But, of but like, Obama didn't say the word woke. That's right. his understanding of what politics is. Right. The, the extremely modest gains in areas like not hating gay people as much is what he constitutes a wild swing to the left. I have to imagine, because I don't know what else we've gone left on. Um, but it's, it's noteworthy to me that he chooses three dates, 2008, 2012, and 2021. Now, 2021 is obvious because that's just the year he's posting this. I mean, but did he post this now? It's 2022, and we're almost six months in. I'm pretty sure he's reposting it, because why else would he choose 2021? <laughs> Because he's an but, idiot. Well, yeah, maybe he's dumb. He just chose the wrong year because he forgot what year it is. Right. Where's 2015? But, where's the 2010 Tea Party? Like, where, where's the 2014 loss of the majority? Like, where? the fact that he basically chooses the two Obama election years as the these like bullet points on the trajectory of the left is fucking hilarious to me. This because is a get out thing where he's like, I voted for Obama. I would have voted for right. Obama. It's like I would have voted for Obama. But I can't vote for these modern woke progressives. It's like, like what, what? Like I don't even I don't even understand what to say to that. The, the idea that Obama was even remotely left wing is already baffling. But the fact that he is basically saying the thing that's turned me off, it, it, presumably since again, what was twenty twenty one also known for like you know protests and resistance to the state to some degree. I mean, from the left like, and the right resisting left. I just don't know what, like, I don't know what part of that would be consistent with someone who's like, yes, I'm past race, and that's why I voted for Obama. If you're fucking past race, if you were like, okay, I'm, I'm done with racism, then why the fuck are you supporting Donald Trump and voting Republican, which he's now doing? Like, oh yeah, he's he's been dead center in all three of these images as he becomes a Republican and votes for Donald Trump. Well, well, I, I, we don't know how he voted. I, I don't know. I don't care. But my. To me, let's even forget the original outset of like, what are just the social norms? Let's pretend this is on not politics, but like economics. This maybe you could say is somewhat reasonable. Like as people have been exposed to people like Bernie Sanders, as people have been exposed more openly to socialist concepts in the modern day, maybe right. that spectrum has expanded. And you know what? It would make sense that he'd be against that because he would lose money. And so then I could be like, oh, you know, that's actually kind of reasonable. But you wouldn't label a, a modern like communist or socialist as a woke progressive. You'd label right. them as a socialist or a communist. Right. The terms he's using suggest he's angry about social issues. 
because woke progressive and then using the term bigot evokes blackness and it evokes lbgtq identity right because woke is the the ridiculously bastardized term from the black community and bigot is a term you're almost always using against someone who's anti-woman or anti-gay right but it's just insane that like this accurately maps his economic shifts as he's gotten richer and richer oh yeah oh yeah absolutely. but it's a, it's a false mapping onto our social norms it's just it's 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 but he's basically I'm saying, I know I'm the richest man in the world, and my obvious self-interest is to support the richest people in the world by being a fiscal conservative. Support me. But the thing I'm actually angry about is that like, I'm an anti-SJW. Like, my biggest enemies are, the, are these tweens on the internet talking about being pansexual or whatever. Isn't it really convenient how every billionaire and super rich public figure has become more conservative as their wealth has gone up? Yeah. I mean, is it, it's really convenient how Joe Rogan's like become more crankified as he became a hundreds millionaire. It's it's it, it, how convenient that Dana White starts showing up at Trump events and you know Republican national conventions and speaking about them as he made a four hundred million dollar buyout check. Uh, it's really convenient how uh, you know Musk and Bezos have become more conservative as they've made billions and billions and billions of dollars that they can literally never spend if they tried. Yeah, there's a whole other article about uh, that I didn't want to cover because it was even dumber, which is. Uh, Jeff Bezos tweeting about how Biden's a leftist now, but let's not even get into that. But this is exactly my point. They think they understand like social norms. Yeah. They're just rich people, and rich people vote in with what's in their, in their interest. And conservatives say, we will let you keep your money and do with it as you see. So rich people rationally and logically say, cool, count me in. Let me keep my money and do, it, do with it what I see fit. Because their worldview is, I know better than everyone else. I know better than the state. I will use my money more wisely. The other position, the other worldview is, no, the state has a job, which is keep everyone safe, keep everyone happy, keep everyone healthy. So they're the ones who not just know better, but have to be in charge and responsible for using resources appropriately. Well, well, like, if I, you're going to have an actual worldview battle, sure, just be honest about it. Don't pretend that the reason you don't like the left is because they're woke. Just say it's because they want to take 90% of your money and redistribute it, which is a perfectly reasonable position to be against. Well... From their perspective. I mean, it's a deeply unethical position. But sure, yeah. but, but ethics has no form factoring into their, the reasonableness of, of the, the, the rationality of their position. But I mean, I think, I think with Musk, like, he's also getting like, older and less cool. And he's, he, I think to some degree, as, as he approaches like, keeping his piss in jars and wearing tissue boxes on his feet uh, in his total withdrawal into like, his, his fortress of solitude, yeah, it's going to be like, oh, people don't like me anymore. People don't want to see me or hang out with me or, you know, now that I've revealed that I've been a conservative the whole time. No, he's what's wrong creep. with them? And he's always been a creep, though. Well, yes, I know. I, I've hated this motherfucker the entire time. But he, even like five years ago, he had huge celebrity following as if he was a cool dude. People I, loved this asshole. I think he's more popular now than them. It's just he also has more enemies now than them. I, I really don't think that's the case, but sure, maybe. I, I think I think he's Google analytics. I think he is widely despised now, despite having been seen as one of these like tech inventor cool guys who's gonna change the world, you know, and, and really make a difference. You know, look at how green his company is. And now it's like, oh wait, he's crushing unions, oh wait, he's manipulating stocks, oh he's fucking with you know, social media and, and ability to tweet freely, like all of the stuff. Like he has basically dumped almost all of his credibility and and his like goodwill in much the same way that like a Gates fall or, 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 you know, these other figures have. But I don't know. I mean, like, I'm not saying that there's not new fans. Like there's probably new fans further right who used to dislike him, who now like him. But 
I, th- I think in the broad central to, to the center left brush of the American public, which includes almost all young people, uh, I think he's lost his credibility pretty you, dramatically. You said five years? Yeah, something like that. No, five, ten int- years. No, his interest has spiked every year over the last five, more and more every year. Over I didn't say his interest, his like his likability, his favorability. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying about. to f- filter by that. I I don't even know how you discover that. <laughs> because because Google's pretty advanced, and you can you can track favorability ratings. Like it, it, the internet reads everything that's posted. So it understands what an impression is of someone. If someone sends a tweet that's obviously negative for Elon Musk, that shows up as a negative impression and vice versa. So I'm trying to trying to find for that. Did you have something in? Not really. I think I, I just sitting this one out. Yeah, I I mean the like there's plenty plenty to make fun of on like a basic level of just misunderstanding like how dimensions work. And how averages right. work or, or medians work. Um, because obviously the, the left and the right remain relatively equal to each other. So really for him to, unless this is a really slippery graph, he would have to actively move right of center as this thing stretches out to the left to end up right of center as he does in 2021. Yeah. Um, okay. Which is, you know, I think uh, unintentionally or or intentionally maybe on a, on a an id level honest um yeah i think it's just you know it's become harder for him to uh uh kind of you know remain a, a wolf among among sheep so to speak if if the sheep are liberals in this in this case as like people one he's way too online and that has aggregated so like he keeps voluntarily putting his opinions and accusations uh and exhortations out there so now there's a, a documented portfolio of what a terrible dipshit he is um and also yeah i think people are more with the bernie sanders and just the the collapse of uh western civilization uh the you know younger generation is, is becoming more and more literate in terms of economic vocabulary and acknowledging just basic things like billionaires cannot be left of center i've, I've got some i've got some facts and logic to use here wonderful in 2021 time named him person of the year he has a 91% fame rating, meaning people have heard of him. He's liked by 41% of people, disliked by only 23, and then 27 have a neutral. So a plurality feel positively towards him. And this has grown every year. He is least popular. Wait, is there evidence of that? Yes, I'm, look, I'm looking at websites. I've got three uh, websites. On, looking at, look, you know, I'll publish fucking the evidence after. You, you can accept <laughs> what I'm saying is we're not. I'm not, I'm not bullshitting you. Uh, he is actually most favorable with millennials compared to Gen X and baby boomers. There is not here something about uh, Gen Z. And he is extremely favored. Uh, no, it's we, uh, women dislike him, but uh, that tracks. Uh, he's certainly his favorability has dropped a little bit over the last year. As, as you say, he's become like an online right wing troll. But yeah. his favorability is still pretty high, given the amount of people who dislike him and know him. I mean, I wouldn't say forty three is exactly high favorability. But half but... as many people dislike him, and most and and a, a plurality like him, and more people even are neutral towards him than dislike him. Sure, but again, this was someone who has this is someone who has enormous wealth, media access, national attention. Used to be considered 
pretty unambiguously good because most of his evil shit hadn't come out. So, like, I, I just find it very difficult to believe that his favorability is consistently going up given all those things. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's almost identical stats with someone like Bernie Sanders, as, as Aiden mentioned. Uh, fame, have heard of, 95%. Popularity, 48%, close to 41%. Uh, disliked by a little bit more, 32%, because obviously there's a little more sorting when it comes to Bernie. Neutral, only 15%. So, like, yeah, he's a public figure related to politics, wealth, technology. So people know him, and more people like him than dislike him. Yeah, well, regardless, I'm pretty sure that in the, the demographics I'm talking about, which are the younger people he's irritated with, which are people like my age and younger, I guarantee you that the demographic of people that he is talking to on Twitter dislike him more than they used to like him because of what he has revealed himself to be, which is what he's really upset about, right? Because this graph is angry about woke progressive youth basically calling him out for being conservative on almost everything. And that's something he's probably not used to because he's like, I used to be the golden god. Like, I, I'm going to solve, I'm going to do space. I'm going to solve green energy. I'm going to be a government unto myself. And I just don't think he has that kind of like celebrity treatment anymore. I, 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 I disagree. I think he gets treated as a celebrity and cited as a source more than ever. He's, he shows up in news more than ever. He's, he's coddled by politicians and celebrities more than ever before. Before he was, yes, he was famous because he made Tesla and Tesla seriously disrupted the automotive mode of industry and will radically change it because of basically everyone's acknowledging to go electric is probably the wiser decision but like sure he was a he was a wonderkind then but he's more powerful now than ever doesn't matter if he's become a weird crank and he's like tweeting weird now he's more powerful and famous and rich than ever and that's the actual measures of power that we use yeah and i think well i think a part of that is that he's successfully tied himself to like the, the web 3.0 cryptocurrency boom and so he's kind of rid that wave to continue his relevancy as we've talked about many times uh, he does that, that is his mo like to tie himself to to trendy flashy ideas that will end up being flashes in the pan but that does seem to be his most successful thing and, and it definitely attracts this kind of like tech bro neo-libertarian kind of cadre that um is very much a part of the quote unquote millennial generation and it's just like we discussed in our last episode bill gates went through this exact same cycle of he's the wonderkind who created technology that radically changed our world and our economy with with pcs and then everyone goes to him as the go-to genius tech billionaire to get info and to do this and be, become a humanitarian like oh how does he spend his money as opposed to what does our government do and then he got involved with some real weird assholes and it is eventually his favorability tanked as his everything around him became toxic and corrosive like this it's just that exact same trajectory just we're on the earlier stage of it with musk did Gates have this like I, I I'm I wasn't paying attention enough I was too young did Gates have this kind of like maverick like I I know you know kind of persona in the in media like I know social media obviously wasn't a big thing at that point but like you know Elon Musk's whole thing is that he's desperately trying to seem cool and edgy yeah. well Musk has no foil the way Gates had jobs and so Gates and Jobs are like mirror images of each other. One like yin yang, like, oh, I'm good, positive, helpful. And then Steve Jobs like being a raging asshole, but who was just as disruptive to the tech industries. So they were kind of on a trajectory to get together. But then, you know, what, you know, Jobs took himself out of the equation, maybe faster than it would have had happened naturally. Well, uh, the, 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 I mean, they both had like antipersonality disorders, right? Like the antisocial personality, like it's just that jobs was like deranged about it whereas yeah, gates my... was more urbane but like gates has been a bizarre 
antisocial prick his entire life. It's just that he had the good sense to rehabilitate his image through like, I'm going to build a philanthropical network. The same thing with Zuckerberg. You know, I'm going to make it seem to the mass media that I'm doing good in the world, that I'm, that I'm, you know, promoting positive things. I don't think that jobs or Bezos or, or have, or Zuckerberg, even to that degree, have the same level of like, I'm going to Machiavellian scheme to keep my image as high as I can keep it. I think Musk is just like tweets the instant he farts and is like, I have to, I have to say it now immediately. Like, I just don't think these people manage their brands to the same way that Gates tried yeah, to manage his brand. Because he, Musk is more unhinged, which makes yeah. him, he's less stable. And you know, it's fine. Like everyone's entitled to handle their personal image however they want. My point is merely, you know, we, we, we exalt these tech billionaires and then we go to them for everything and pretend that they are smarter than the millions of people who run things actually, than the, the systems we've created for ourselves that are to, to be efficient. Yeah. We go to these one assholes instead, and then we get we get Pikachu face when they fuck up colossally. But Musk Musk's trajectory reminds me very much of like the Rowling trans thing, where it's like it doesn't matter that he's as successful and rich and everything as he is, that he has media claim, that he has all the billions. What matters to him is that like the kids don't like him. Like that's it. Like it doesn't even matter if he has more likes from you know older people. So you're not he's saying ups- he's he's upset because the, he's not the cool guy in PCU. He's not gonna like hang out with college kids and get the kind of credit he used to get because he's older and crankier and more conservative. So you're saying it's not even about who actually likes or dislikes him. It's his self perception of of who he's popular with well i'm saying he almost certainly is not liked as much as he used to be among younger people but even if they did he's certainly not perceiving it that way i mean he's not he's not young so why would he be liked by young people because that's how he got off because his whole thing was like i'm the cool hip as you say like wonderkind i'm the i'm the you know he's anointed that by the media but he he tries so hard to cultivate that image he's 50 years old he's a like he's not some kind of young up and comer yeah, right. he, he wants to be ozymandias like he wants to be the, the the rich genius uh boy genius who's now an adult who can like solve all the world's problems and, and oh oops he's just like every other shithead ceo yeah but conveniently like, for ozymandias he lives in a world where there's superheroes yeah like that's why ozymandias is such a cool character it's because he lives in a world where dr manhattan exists and we actually have the means to solve world problems well also conveniently for ozymandias he's actually smart well yeah that too which te- Tesla has not demonstrated any significant intelligence beyond any of his peers. You, you, Musk, you mean? Just called him Tesla. No, Tesla actually did demonstrate remarkable intelligence, but Musk's bullshit version of Tesla, Musk himself, has not shown any special in- intelligence or billions. He's no, said he did, more he's dumb things than most people, actually. So, it's yeah. Just like this, I, I, once again, maybe I'm, I'm leaning into this too much. The Sam Bankman fried dude is the next dude that they're, people are going to try and replace Musk with. He's the young wonderkind tech billionaire who, even though he got all his money through illicit means, he's so cool. He's so rich. He's so powerful. We should listen to everything he's ever said and everything going forward. Like, it's the same trajectory for all these assholes. The the media and the body politics we have can't take responsibility for the capital we've created and, and, and squandered. So we have to keep finding little valves, little individuals who are beacons of American stick-to-itiveness and American dream and individuality to pretend that the system's fine because these people exist. Can someone, like, can someone explain to me? Yeah, you you guys are both aware of the the Boring Project. The the Boring Company, yeah. The Hyperloop stuff. It's very funny. Like, you know, he's done joke stuff, like the flamethrower. But how is this not a joke? these one-way tunnels that are probably susceptible to earthquakes and flooding. 
as a replacement for highways and public transit. It's like so absurdly farcically stupid. It's like a <laughs> it's like a Doctor Evil bit. Yeah, know? it really is. It's like yeah, because it doesn't have to actually work. It just has to be his. What matters is that it's his cool, neat idea. It doesn't matter that it's the most efficient. Like this would be like it's nineteen forty, or like uh, when when does Eisenhower get elected? Forty five, and and instead of the highway system, which is a bunch no, that's, of that's that's um, Truman taking over from FDR. I don't think Eisenhower was until late forties, early fifties. It's early fifties, yeah. But go oh, ahead. okay, whatever. But my point is, this is like instead of a whole bunch of business elites colluding to get all the money from the state to make the system that they feel is most efficient for their capital gain. One douchebag makes an inefficient system, but he has a monopoly on it. That's a trajectory we're on now. Because apparently the national highway system, which only served to create money for the automotive industry, that was too spread out and too planned and too socialist for modern people. Now everything has to be done by one dude. Every utility is now going to be run by a single czar, like what fucking Mnuchin wanted. And they're all going to serve to profit from it. So that's exactly what the boring company is. So, so imagine a future where like the nukes go off. You know, it's it's dread, it's cyberpunk, whatever. Shit's horrible. Well, now we have to go underground because the because the earth is cursed and blighted, and Mad Maxes are around, and fucking you don't want to go to Oil Town and Bulletville, so you go underground. And then who's got the underground tunnels? Musk. Battle for the hyperloops. Problem solved. Right. Exactly. And he's got. Are these supposed to become money. subways or something? No, they were just supposed to be. Single lane, they're supposed to be, be, yeah, underground transit, like basically they're single lane uh, conveyor belts that you attach your Tesla car to to go five miles an hour all throughout LA. As Aiden said, it's basically a joke. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't even understand what this was. I mean, I'd seen it in passing, but I thought it was just building subways. Like and the grift is the same sort grift. Of monorail. The grift is the same grift that Kurt Schilling used when he got public money to make his fucking kingdoms of Amalur. He basically got all these, you know, local uh, regions and towns and cities to sp pay him contracts to build these giant, stupid, uh, boring tunnels. And he basically spent no money on it, but he gets to keep this thing that he has full control over. And it was the taxpayers who had the burden of, of paying for it. it right, really well, like we, we've around. spent enormously too long on Elon Musk. Let's move to another article. Um. We had been on the topic of people who think they're center right or who are resentful that they're center right. I don't know. Um, so let's talk about someone who actually arguably occupies that position, according to the New York Times. Wrong. Shunned by the right, Murkowski bets big on the center in Alaska. The Republican senator is leaning into her centrist credentials and bipartisan ties in her reelection race hoping that voters will reward moderation as the GOP has lurched to the right. I mean, parts of this headline are correct. The GOP has, in fact, lurched to the right. That is the one part that I noticed as well being correct. Uh, Murkowski does have fake credentials of, of being bipartisan. Like, she can say she is signed on to bills with Democrats because Democrats are center-right. So, kind of makes sense. And didn't she... Well, she was the one who used to be a Democrat or... She's not one of those like ones who like change party. I can't remember. I don't think so. Weren't there some Republicans who became Democrats? Like during Obama years? I, I don't care. I don't give a shit about these fucking I, don't, I just don't know who you're talking about. I'll be in jail. But yeah, this is, this is someone who has pitched themselves as like that kind of John McCain, like maverick 
I don't go along with my party that often kind of thing. Even though actual numbers bear out that, yes, she actually almost always goes along with her party. She done got hoodwinked like, by Like Gorsuch. all these people. I mean, she ended up supporting the fucking crazy, you know, woman for the last Supreme Court nomination before this one. Coney Barrett tricked her. And now it's like, oops, I thought I was a moderate, but now it's the end of abortion rights. And it's just like, that's why this is being brought up, right? It's like, oh, I wouldn't have repealed abortion. It's like, okay, but you functionally did because you put them in power to do it. So like, I, I don't even understand what it means to say that I have centrist credentials, but I enabled the far right the whole time. Imagine being a woman in Alaska and abortion gets made illegal there. Yeah. Oh, just go across state lines to get it. Oh, oh. Yeah, go across, go oh, across no. country lines. Go to Canada, bitch. Like, <laughs> I mean, God. I mean, to, to be shunned by the right these days basically just means you didn't support an insurrection to install a dictator as Trump. That's Correct. basically what it means to not be far right or right, even just regular right. It's cool to be fash. It's, it's fashionable, it's one might say. just baffling to me that this person is being rehabilitated as a centrist now. I don't know if she's being rehabilitated. She's trying to be rehabilitated. Well, isn't it like, kind of activity. acknowledging that she has centrist credentials and bipartisan ties and is a moderate by their own? Yeah, but this is probably just a press release from Murkowski's website that they got given to write their article. Also, it's the New York Times. They're fucking more right-wing than her, so... Well, I'm not surprised. Like, the New York Times is the most... is fucking more... If the New York Times were, like, made senator, they'd fucking go back to Iraq. Like, the New York Times is an evil institution. Bukowski at least is pretending she got tricked. Yeah, I mean, you're not gonna hear, you're not gonna hear an argument. I mean, the, the argument seems to be that Joe Manchin has a more conservative voting record than her. And it's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's the argument that she's not full right way. But and Manchin's a Democrat, so I mean, what does it tell you when the sorting is? You know, we've talked about sorting a lot. Like Murkowski's the most left wing Republican, and she's a more Republican voting yeah. record than Joe Manchin, who's supposed she, to be a Democrat. It's like her and Susan Collins are the two. Yeah, most the only two holdouts of the of the Republicans, which basically makes them standard right wing. But what okay. do you think they show up on Musk's really advanced graph? I mean, I'm looking at her wiki just to make sure that my memory of her is correct. She voted on the She voted present on confirmation of Kavanaugh. I don't even know if that means yes or no. So she certainly didn't oppose it. She was fine with Amy Coney Barrett. I'm just saying, like, of the big consequential shit that she's been for, they've been pretty destructive. I, How'd I she know. vote on Ukraine? How'd she vote on uh, Build Back Better? How'd she vote on the stimulus? I think she... I th I think she might have been for that uh, build back better. I have to look that up. We're, we're playing a game of pin the tail on the rhino. Uh, the, I'm sorry, I fucked it up. Pin the tail on the on the oh, elephant. Okay, got him. Or rhino? Actually, no. The rhino. You know, Jason. The rhino joke does work. Any of them work. And just I'm just riffing on pin the tail on the donkey. Because who knows any these days who lines up with who? Who's voting who? Yeah, pin the rhino on the donkey. D R R D. Who knows? The points don't matter. Rhino would work better if we're talking about Cawthorn, because then we can make a horny joke. As he, as he, yeah, as he howls like a monkey, except that he's about as Republican as you can get. Yeah, uh, I don't. I, I I honestly don't remember that much about Murkowski. Yeah. And mentally crippled. I remember she was anti-gay marriage. Um, yeah, so she came around. You know, once it once it happened, of course. Um, so did Obama and Hillary. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Low bar. Um, she's been anti-immigrant. I remember though. I think she was. She's been on board with like. 
the lowest bar, like the dream, the, the dream act, or dream. Did she act. vote for the bill that let the cowboys wrangle up Haitians <laughs> with with uh, whips? Yeah, but she she hates Haitians in particular. <laughs> uh, she's she's pro Mexican, anti Haitian. Uh-huh. She's a Haitian hater. Um, yeah, she's only pro Polish. She's so self interested. A Polisherizing figure. I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like. <sighs> It's so pathetic. This this need to fabricate the good the good right winger, the good right. republic. Why is should our system exist if there are not Republicans worth saving? That's exactly. the essential question. There always needs to be a redemption story, even if it is explicitly towards the aim of, of weakening any kind of progress and and any and in counter service to the very things that uh uh. Paper like the New York Times espouses, however hollowly, are important. Like the uh, a politician like like Murkowski is not interested in a more equitable, progressive society, even in like the most basic terms of transgender people not being murdered because they go into the bathroom that they belong in, or because uh, black people uh, are are offered through legislative means a more equitable society and less obstacles of uh, entrenched uh, bias and and uh, and uh, socioeconomic barriers like those are the kind of things that like like that's another one that, that just um, I also opened, opened her her Wikipedia like she's against affirmative action like she's against <laughs> right she's the, a mainstream Republican the most base like but but if fallen angels can't be redeemed, yeah. why does God put up with them? If we can't have two or three senators who we could maybe perhaps one day get to vote D and maybe get a majority, then why do we w- allow this system to exist? Why are we not revolting right now in the streets with AKs? We need well, these but... people to exist if we want to have th- th- those in charge, the powers that be, need to have this us on this precipice where some Republicans can be swayed and some Democrats can be swayed to the other side. Otherwise, there's no reason to play politics with your adversary. The ridiculousness of this shit is like, look, she's slightly to the left of Joe Manchin. That means she's redeemable. It's like, Joe Manchin's a piece of shit. Yeah. If you're slightly to the left of Joe Manchin, you shouldn't be allowed to touch power. And, right. And their assumption there is that Manchin is de facto redeemable because he's a Democrat. Right. And it's like, if you you're in a gulag in the same ballpark as the absolute worst people in the Democratic Party, which is already a center right to right wing shithead party, what the fuck is redeemable in that? Like, it's, it's this it's this Obama era, like neuro, neurological disorder, which is we need to have our Republican best friend, which proves that we're civil because we have a Republican friend and we're not Republicans. But you, at a certain point, you are doing a basic disservice to the entire country by trying to redeem people whose ideology and positions are evil. You don't, you don't need to find the one concentration camp guard who's nice. I, I also think to find them. with Obama, certainly, I think it was a myth. He like, there's a really fun, fun not fun, uh, poignant video in which Obama's giving a speech about the Dreamers and the Dreamers Act and immigration. And some kid who's about to get deported asks him a question like, couldn't you just unilaterally solve this? And Obama goes, I mean, yes, I could, but that would be rubbish. I, I really should do this bipartisan through the through the Senate. 
Yeah. And he's like, but you could solve this, though, right? Like, you do, in fact, have the powers as given by the Constitution to make decisions regarding foreign affairs. And I was like, yeah, but I don't want to do it that way. I want to do it the right way, even though I have the ability to do it what I view as the wrong way. And even and, though the only way to do it that way would be to work with people who have no interest in working with you. Right. And will never let you do it. So this is how he Obama fucks up there and gives up the game. Then it's not even like I really just want a Republican best friend. It's I have to pretend that's why I can't get anything done, even though I can get things done. I'm right. choosing not to get things done. And I'm pretending it's because I have to work friends really friendly with Republicans. That's the same excuse he gave for the public option. It's the same excuse he gave for bailing out Wall Street. It's the same excuse he gave for every fucking evil policy he did that Elon Musk probably thinks is now fucking woke. Yeah, he, put, he puts himself in handcuffs and then says, hey, my hands are tied. Correct. It's, he, he's, he chooses to do it. He's he has the key to, to under the, the Yeah, I mean, it, at that certain point, it was just BDSM play with fucking the Republican Party. But o Obama did not exercise his power to do almost any of the things he could have done or should have done to actually help the American people or fulfill any of his campaign promises or anything because he wanted to play nice and drink tea with the queen. Like, he just wanted to do... I'm civil. I'm a nice guy. And, and, and that's really what the, the, the New York Times is all about, too. We, our point is to redeem the Republican Party, not to actually say, is there anything worth redeeming here? And if not, then fuck off, which would be the only logical response to take, even forgetting politics. It's like, if these people are not good, if these people are bringing something bad to the table, we do not need to be giving them cover. We, we do not need to find the reasonable Republican. If there's a reasonable Republican, that can that can stop, resolve itself. Basically, they can stop being Republican because the Republican Party has no patience for reasonable people anymore. And Mansion is the evidence that when you don't actually need a reasonable Republican, you could just turn a Democrat unreasonable. Right. And oh, it's still roadblock. Like this is not. Let's stop harping on Obama. This was the Bill Clinton playbook. This would have been the Hillary playbook. This was the Jimmy Carter playbook. This is yeah. the playbook for the last every Democrat for the last fifty fucking years. Is yeah, it's, it's a third way triangulation. It's just we're going to be Republicans light. It's, it's that third way attitude of this is all about electoralism and strategy. We're not going to have an actual political ideology. We're just going to constantly posture to get a thin majority. To we're take just going power. to posture to lose elections. And, yeah. and to someone like Biden's credit, he's too old and out of his mind to even really play that. Like they don't even have the numbers. So we just fucked from the outright. But he's actually relatively curt with Republicans in the last like year or two. He kind of doesn't have patience for anything. He's like, fuck you, Jack. I yeah. want to do this. Like, he's not even playing that game, but it doesn't matter. He doesn't need to because we have mansion. Yeah, it would take a, it would take an actually driven and strong president right. to work something like, out of this. Biden is relatively ornery for a Democrat and like not really giving it actively currently working on things like bipartisanship because it's not necessary at the moment. Well, you know, Bernie Sanders is ornery, but he would have fucked Joe Manchin's asshole by this point if he was president. Right. He would have he, he, he would have he would have found a way to destroy him. And then we wouldn't be dealing with this issue if we had someone who actually gave a shit about helping people in power. Well, see, that's an interesting question. It's an interesting hypothetical. How committed would he have been if he was able to actually win? That, well, that's I'm pretty sure question. his daughter would have been in prison if Manchin's Bernie Sanders was present. Yeah. But you understand my point, which is that all the rubber meets the road when you actually get the power to do these things. And guess what? Every motherfucker who's had the power to do these things has not followed through. So no shit, we've lost confidence in the system and don't give a shit about this game that the media does to try and rehabilitate particular individual politicians. Fuck them all. And really, what makes this, this elevates this to an, an even higher level of, of grotesquery in relation to, to the New York Times is that for every article like this, or maybe two for every article like this, where they give cover 
for the Republican Party and try to pretend that it's still salvageable or worth salvaging. There are there are that number number of articles saying that progressives are why the Democratic Party is rotting and failing. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly right. Just going well and above to cause maximum harm. They literally do the Cheney. They just turn the gun on their hunting buddy. They turn the gun on the people who are supposedly voting with them to get the fucking majority they wanted to win. Yeah, because what, what the New York Times goal is to basically just have a bunch of Richard, Richard Nixon's back in power. They want they want reasonable Republicans who don't want to do anything grotesque or over the top, but do want to do every conservative talking point and plank and political agenda. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how much more transparent they can be about that being what they're doing before people start catching on. But, but it, there's no catching on. Everyone already knows this is a circle jerk for the media. Yeah. No normal person like wakes up and drinks their coffee and opens the New York Times and reads and goes, huh, you know, if I lived in Alaska, maybe I could see myself voting for Mikowski. Like, those people don't fucking exist. I don't know. The, the average undecided voter is pretty fucking stupid. There's no such thing anymore. There, there's no undecided voter. There's disaffected non-voter. That's the biggest fucking population. Well, yeah. But if they do stumble into the polls, they, usually it's like, how are they feeling that day? What coffee did they drink? whether they vote for something that makes any sense. So um, I am afraid about what a random fucking newspaper headline does to those people. Not that no I think it really fucking matters what happens. Yeah, in exactly. Like, no one actually reads this shit anymore. Like to our whole point about the, the way, on, like I'll, I'll give a great example. Today was the, uh, I was watching the Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard uh, trial. Uh, there's a channel, there's a TV channel called law and crime. It's a very niche channel. You know, they cover true crime, but ever since this trial, they've been live streaming on YouTube. They've had 550,000 concurrent viewers on their YouTube stream. That's probably more than have ever watched their channel, their TV channel. So everyone recognizes that the future of media is entirely online. No one who's getting their news online is reading this fucking New York Times article who's not already like a cranked, you know, like UPenn professor. So this isn't affecting the mass people anyway. Like, we're giving the New York Times too much credit with how much sway and pull they actually have anymore. Everyone fucking hates them, and they know it, and all their polls were wrong about Hillary and wrong about everything. So they're already not trusted and not seen as the only news fit to print. They're, they're, their reputation's as fucking low in the gutter as Amber Heard's. I mean, maybe, but this was an online article. This wasn't a, you know, I'm not talking about the paper version. But to our whole premise, no one reads online articles. You just read the headline and go, eh. I don't know her. I don't give a shit. Like, they just move on. Yeah, but, you know, this is the kind of stuff that, you know, like PAC money pays for and PAC money does swing elections, you know, especially, especially local elections. But Yeah, call me when the attack ads by her primary, you know, her opponent come up in October or call me when, you know, uh, on a fucking Senate debate floor that gets published everywhere by from PAC. That matters far more to electoral politics than some fucking not what's the opposite of a hit piece, some puff piece. For Murkowski in the New York Times, so but maybe that's just my perspective. Yeah, I, I mean, my, I, I'm, I don't know, like, I don't have any basis for this. But my sense is that you know, it's, it's, it's like an, an aging out kind of thing. Like, I think that the, the generations that looked to the New York Times as the basis for their own opinions and information still generally feel that way. Yeah, uh, but they're going to vote Republican in the first place anyway. So you know, I mean, there's a there's a good amount of like centrist liberals, but. Who were de facto Republicans? I mean, I mean, this is my whole point. I mean, you could say that, but lots of them still vote Democrat. They're just like Biden Democrats. Yeah, but not, Democrats not... are Republicans. 
Okay, now I'm good. Are we just doing double speak? What are you what are you doing? Democrats are just as much a roadblock to institutional change as Republicans. Well, that I can agree with, but that doesn't mean they are Republicans. But the policy outcomes are identical. The only thing that actually pushes our, our society to the left is like Supreme Court battles, like for gay marriage. All right, but let's let's say, right, that there was an actual Democratic challenge to Murkowski in Alaska, which isn't especially likely because Alaska is pretty solidly Republican. But if there was a genuine chance that she could lose her election to a Democratic challenger and a Democratic Senate is expanded rather than declining in a midterm, that would significantly increase the chance that we could get anything useful done in the Senate. No, Whereas, because because then Manchin and Cinema and another third most conservative Democrat would show up and say, "No, I'm not voting for this thing." Well, it would at least fucking force them out. It would at least fucking force the rats to to abandon their their fake ships. Um, it, 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 trying to defend a Republican Senate seat on the grounds of how moderate that person is when there's this Senate gridlock that is an incredibly razor thin sort of majority not majority all the time i think is deeply irresponsible if you at the new york times gave a shit about trying to do pass anything through the senate to try to make it better and i I think they they've published a bunch of articles about like oh this senate split is so close we can't get anything done because of it well then fucking stop supporting republicans in their senate seats to me that's just not that complicated yeah i also just don't think anyone in alaska is reading the new york times so anyone who actually matters to the vote here doesn't read this shit possibly like it's alaska yeah, I don't know. One of those Republican states who are basically to our earlier joke, but like a bunch of fucking yacht millionaires, except not yachts, it's like oil rig built millionaires, who are just as like worldview morally committed to right wing objectives. So eh. this to me, this has no impact other than the New York Times exposing itself for what it's trying to do. It certainly does that, that's for sure. Um I don't know if this is center right, but it's funny from from Yahoo.com. <laughs> U.S. Senator says it may be true that COVID vaccine gives people AIDS. <laughs> yeah, another twist. Demons, but only demons. gay people. Oh, then he'd be fine with it. Yeah, uh, AIDS, who said AIDS, this? AIDS is God's judgment. I don't know. I mean, is it's a, a senator. So it has to be, I mean, I you take your pick. Apparently, Ron Johnson from Wisconsin. Oh, that piece of shit! Yeah, Ron yeah, yeah. Johnson from Wisconsin. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, Jim Justice. It's the rhymes. Yeah, these great, uh, like, limerick names of people who run this country. Johnson was speak quote Johnson was speaking to Todd Callender, who bills himself as an international lawyer and leader of a group trying to stop the Biden regime's effort to destroy the U.S. military via injections of the so-called vaccine that contains HIV. Except he has the vaccine, right? Because he has to. I I don't know. be in the Senate. Well, he already had AIDS, so it wasn't it wasn't a big issue. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait this so so no one's ever seen ron johnson and magic johnson in the same room oh and so it's God. that uh he puts on the face mask and goes becomes ron johnson quote you've got more than a hundred doctors here all of whom will tell you these shots caused vaccine-induced aids i i, I... You know, sometimes I worry about like stuff we say on the podcast is going to be like offensive or wrong or like piss people off. And I'm like, this is a senator saying he causes AIDS. There will be no consequences. Right, nothing matters. You you imagine, like, uh, if Princess Diana were still alive, it goes viral that she like shakes the hand of someone who got the vaccine. She's brave enough to do so without a glove. Yeah. 
that's i mean i just think this is funny like obviously there's very harmful ideology underpinning it and this person is insane on top of that but it's like they've they, they kind of it, it's kind of like a you know decreasing returns because they start with like the demon semen like devil birth stuff and now they're just talking about like something that can happen from like contaminated needles so i don't know i think they need to step their game back up they needed to keep getting crazier now this is just kind of more gross and venal i give it a c plus <laughs> yeah not the best fiction writing they've ever done let's be fair here's his tweet response once again i can't breathe without my exhalation being distorted by the corporate media so it's a media's fault I've never stated, nor do I believe, that the COVID vaccine causes HIV. Even as the media attempts to defame me, I will always fight for transparency and advocate for the vex- advocate for the vaccine injured. So is he saying the same way that any sharing of needles could potentially lead to like blood transmitted stuff? That is that what he's implying? Or and he's doing like the stupid George W. Bush black baby thing. It's like we can't say for certain John McCain doesn't have an illegitimate black child. He's just hedging his bets that he can say that he's being misframed. But when you're implying that you're getting AIDS from the needles, then that's what you're saying. Except the problem is that is actually a well-established thing that has happened many times. And, and not in many years, but like that is an actual risk of getting needles. But no one is getting AIDS from a fucking COVID vaccine. They're not reusing needles. Yes, of course. That's not a thing that is happening. So it's a completely fallacious thing to imply. Well, and as anyone who's gotten the vaccine knows, they it's sealed and then they throw it in the garbage after they've used it. So, right, it's basic, obvious procedure at any is, medical facility. This is not like some of the very famous, high-profile cases of people who needed blood transfusions and got AIDS for in like the seventies or eighties. Like, there's a lot. There's a lot of those before they even really understood what AIDS was. Uh, like somewhere, it was still it was well understood already. Even besides the fact that some of the most famous cases were before they even understood what. AIDS was or how it was transmitted or that people even had it who would been giving blood there. This is not person to person. This is not a transfusion from one person to another person. The vaccine is produced in a fucking lab. It's not, you're not getting like a human's biological material put into you. You bought it to the globalist, Alex, the vaccine, uh, the the COVID's made in the lab too. And AIDS is too. So the only way for you to possibly get AIDS from a needle that doesn't contain a previous human's blood or anything would be if you were sharing needles, which no sane medical facility does. Yo, bro, can I, can I toke off your, your vax needle? Let me hit your needle. So wildly speculating that maybe they're going to get AIDS is either medically unsound, like he doesn't understand it. I was doing heroin when I was getting my vax. Or he's just fear-mongering and he does understand it. I mean, either way, it's incredibly stupid and harmful. All right, guys, go. On three, what's your your dream vax rotation? Who are you sharing it with? Oh, God. (laughs) Kanye. Yeah, he's got to be in there. (laughs) This This is a complete... Well, I mean, we're already in crazy territory, but when you quoted their attempt to walk back, Ron Johnson's attempt to walk back their quote, yeah. it reminded me of um, uh, Elise uh, Stefanik um, when she, she tweeted out, I think last week, uh, basically calling like the everyone in the White House and all, all Dems pedo grifters. Yeah. And like she got called out for it. And she's like, no, 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 no. no. You people are being idiots. The pedo part of pedophile means kids. So I was using pedo grifter? to say kid grifters. That's in there grifting on child policy. As an expert expert in Latin, I was yeah. using pedo in the not colloquial sense, 
but the very literal scientific sense. Oxford English Dictionary defines pedo. As she starts giving a <laughs> yeah, fucking exactly. college. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Holy funny. shit. Very funny. Well, we are we are dragging ass on this one, so I'm going to have to move on, even though these are some interesting points. Yeah, I, I got to do a uh, callback, though. I'd like to share uh, my, my vax with uh, Dr. Cole Beasley and uh, fuck the basketball player. I forgot his name. Kyrie Irving. There it is. All right, move on. I'm not sharing needles. I, I, I don't even, I'm not even able to joke about Yo. that. Um, let's and, talk very briefly about the way the media is talking about abortion. I don't even want to talk about the actual case thing because it's not decided yet and it's stupid. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about how Washington Post and Politico think we should talk about abortion in a set of parrot articles. Do we misunderstand abortion and happiness as well? And rich people? We're getting there. It's weird. The first article, I'm going to post these both at the same time just so we can kind of digest what we're dealing with. From Washington Post, why some black churches aren't elated about the possible end of Roe. <laughs> oh my God. You know, the most important block, black, black churches, the churches themselves. Who all vote Republican? I, I... No, they're, the... they're not happy, even though you think if you're a black Christian, you'd probably be against Roe because you think God is against. Okay. You know what I'm really upset about something? I call it not quite elated. Uh, and then from Politico.com. The religious right and the abortion myth... White evangelicals in the 1970s didn't initially care about abortion. They organized to defend racial segregation evangelical institutions and only seized on banning abortion because it was more palatable than their real goal. Now, the second article is basically right. And I thought I it was interesting one, yeah. to pair these because is the question about abortion really a question about race? Yes. And explicitly, it's that the whole controversy about Tucker Carlson and the fucking shooter. Like, yes, because it's all about fucking white replacement. What I don't understand is the second half of this of the sub of the second one. So they only seized on banning abortion because that was more palatable than their real goal of trying to defend racial segregation in evangelical institutions. Right. One, I don't think abortion's more palatable than that. I think abortion's far less palatable because that's a fucking human right, as opposed to like what religious people do in their private time. But two, like churches are really, really essentially de facto segregated if they want to be like there are black churches as the first article admits there are all there are all white evangelical churches like there's already voluntary segregation in religious communities so That's i don't true. i don't understand this like they, they they had a cabal meeting where they decided taking away women's like contraception rights is 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 halfway getting them to their segregation goals what the fuck does that even mean no I, I think you're reading that sentence a little too literally i think what they mean to say is they organized to defend racial segregation comma in evangelical institutions i think that's what they meant to say so they using mean evangelical segregation... institutions to defend racial segregation in general okay so they just mean like brown versus board of ed correct i think they're really saying roe v wade is really just the prelude to brown v board of ed that they really want to just go back on racial integration and they, in order to justify that, they need to create a block unified around this false premise of, oh, we're all pro-life. Well, they fucked up their sentence grammar. It should yeah, have been. Well, that's, they almost certainly did. Yeah. It should have been evangelical institutions organized to defend racial segregation across America. Right. That, Not, I think that's what they were trying to say. But they botched it. Well, botch it, doesn't make any, it doesn't make any sense. Like I, I think, as you already pointed out, everyone already kind of understands that churches are are segregated by their own choice i don't think they're trying to undo that because that's already the case are these like intentionally confusing headlines 
Well, it seems like it, doesn't it? Based on what we've covered so far, like trying to just make us put the put it down. Like, oh, I don't want to talk. I don't want to read this. Like, but yeah, trying trying to create a a majority conservative block by tying bizarre, superstitious, increasingly paranoid, conspiracy theory laden Christian evangelicals to this financial sector, fiscal conservatives to just like weird neo-nazi skinhead shit i mean by trying to tie these all together they needed unifying principles that didn't just sound openly disgusting like our main plank is segregation so by saying no it's about protecting the sanctity of life and all that shit you know that that sounds palatable that sounds like a thing that you you can rally around and what one of the things that i think that article was referencing was that for the longest time the only mainstream religious institution with majority anti-abortion support was the catholic church because it was against papal doctrine to have abortions. And it wasn't until like the 80s that evangelicals started really getting on board with the idea that they shouldn't get abortions. So this is a very modern thing for the Protestants to suddenly decide they're anti-abortion. Um, and it was part of a tactically engineered social political effort to create that sentiment in the mass public. And it was incredibly successful because of how fucking easy it is to do people who go to church every Sunday and listen to whatever they're fucking told. Yeah, it's almost like that's the role of church. But like they're forgetting that like it was only a generation, maybe two generations, and and their own relatively conservative ancestors and family would not have had that position, despite being just as loyal, if not more loyal, to the fucking scripture. God changed his mind. I mean, like you know, we we have I think well explained why this is a, a an argument that completely um, elides the, the the real issue at hand. But like it's much easier to, to just say like. Yeah, isn't that wrong to kill a baby? And com <laughs> compared to like, isn't that wrong to force your neighbor who you know and see every day and chat with to not be able to access the same places that that you can? It's like, yeah, that, that's like a very easy surface level appeal to yeah. empathy and basic instinct. Um, which unfortunately, with uh, enormous funding and enormous organizing from right wing and religious fundamentalists, has taken. Uh, a deep grip in this country. You, you didn't get the memo when Jesus sent that amicus brief saying we should repeal it. No, I, I blocked Jesus's missives as spam. Yeah, he's toxic. Ago. Ago. Yeah, he's, he's very toxic. He's he's hope bombing me or whatever they're saying on Tumblr these days. Love bombing. Oh no, man. I'm not. Oh. I'm not a zoomer. Let's go, Doctor Curry, to analyze the do a psyche balance, Jesus. Speaking of the great replacement theory that is definitely tied into how the right wing thinks about racial politics, let's talk about hate crimes for a brief moment with a oh, pair of articles. And I promise you this is as dark as we're getting on this episode. From NPR, after Buffalo shooting, Republicans are on the defense about replacement theory, which was then for some reason revised to how the replacement theory went mainstream on the political right. So they took away blaming Republicans for making it mainstream. That's right. Crazy. And then the second article from NBC in this other pairing. Dal uh, Dallas shooting is a hate crime. Suspect had panic attacks and delusions around Asian people, police say. So the, there's a lot of weird things happening here. And in both of these headlines, we have essentially extremist white supremacist violence getting cover from 
some sort of social explanation or, or political faction. In the first case, it's just mainstream Republican ideology, basically. And in the second case, they're almost using like mental health rhetoric. Of course, Alex, where you been? Every every ever since ever since like social media has burgeoned, the NRA has successfully convinced people that the shooting problem in America is not a gun problem; it's a mental health crisis. Right. But that's been for like ten years. No, I understand. This is the norm. It's just so baffling to be like, it's like that fucking stupid police chief who was like, he's just having a really bad day when he like killed in that other anti-Asian hate crime. It's I, what, having panic attacks and delusions because of how intensely racist you are is different than like, oh, I, I'm having PTSD from the war. Like they're, they're trying to turn this into some sort of mental. It's like, no, you're just a piece of shit. Like, I don't know what else to say here. I don't understand. Why do these uh, mass shooters never get killed by the cops? Why do they never get shot on site? I mean, sometimes they do, but they almost always kill themselves before they can even get there. No, all these young, like, white kids always just get arrested. Yeah, sometimes they do, yeah. Isn't the Buffalo guys, the heat, they, he just, they just arrested him? Yeah, yeah, Dylan Roof. And they fucking yeah, they just arrested him for shooting up a black church who would have been elated about abortion. They do seem to have a remarkable trigger discipline when it comes to white people. Yeah, I... I like I, those white people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at least there was, you know, there was some multiracial uh, intersectionality with the, the third racially motivated shooting this, this past four days in Southern California. I don't know if you guys heard about that one in a church in a Thai church in Taiwan, sorry, Taiwanese church in Laguna Woods, California. No idea. No, I, didn't I don't follow that. fucking mass shooting news. It's not really on the high my high priority of things I would like to know more about. Yeah, I don't want to know about it, but uh, you know, media's obsessed with it, so I get to see it. Um, but yeah, it, it, the the first one is is more expected in the way that um, yeah, it, it tries to to like basically, I guess, both dodge personal responsibility for the murderer, but also with the revised, you know, the, the revision that, that you've given us also not blame any kind of institution or, or group. Uh, it's just like, yeah, it's, it's this idea, this, this, this movement is it to just blame. magically made its way to the political right. Yeah. This ineffable current, this product of, of nature. Nobody knows how conspiracy theories get started. They just, they just exist. It's just a mer mercurial cruelty. In Out the of the ether. Republicans are on the defense or are they? Yeah, nope, they're not actually. They're fine. Not like, after oh, this article. Yeah, now we're on the defense, and the Republicans have won, apparently. Um, yeah, I mean, th th there were some that actually went so far as to just blatantly say the obvious that it was like fucking Tucker Carlson and these other right wing pundit shitheads who, yeah, who sp spread it. Yeah, like some of them did just say it. And I mean, I, I sometimes feel like we should cover good articles just to contrast, but that's not really our job. What I, what I don't understand so. about white replacement is this I was trying to connect the threads with the last article about abortion, but like. Yeah. If you ban abortion, that means more black people and Asian people and Hispanic people are going to have children. And that'll further the white replacement. So, well, it gets it gets messy. Right. So are they, I don't understand. Is it, is it they're trying to do like a self-fulfilling prophecy to feel like the victims? That's definitely part of it. But the other part is, for one, they value each white baby much more than they value each black baby. So even if it's a smaller number of white people being aborted, they still think that that's too many. 
So, so they're against um, it because they just want more white babies. Being yeah, that's correct. They don't really give a shit whether it saves the black babies. And there's, there's, I mean, you but, probably don't, but aren't these the same people that give out studies like his blacks and Hispanics reproduce at two point five times the rate of white people? There, like, there is some overlap. It's the same Ben Shapiro bullshit. Like they're going to replace us by at normal birth rates because there's savage, uncivilized races. And like white people's standard of living has gotten too good, so they reproduce at lower rates now because they're all fucking doctorates. Like most fucking white people who need an abortion are also poor. And yeah, fucking well, these that, fucking you're white getting, don't like poor white people. You're getting to what it actually is, which is it's another way to criminalize poverty and to let them get abused by the police. Because so, close to 40% of abortions are African American women, which means yet another way for black people to get abused by our police state, which is to criminalize basic health care and human rights. And yet the majority are non-black. Well, 60% are of not black, and most of Americans are white, so... Yeah, but there, I think there's actually more black than white. I think it's like 40 to 32 or something black versus sure, white abortions. Sure, they may have the highest plurality, but the majority are of not black people. Sure, but at the end of the day, since only a small number are white, comparatively... This means yet another opportunity for the majority of the police state violence to fall on minorities, um, which is something that very much appeals to right wing ideologues who are like, hey, how can we drift even further towards a fascist or totalitarian state in which minorities are criminalized for existing and breathing oxygen? This is what this is what I'll never understand about masses buying into anti-poverty like worldview and legislation that will affect them. Like the vast majority of people are not succeeding financially. So the vast majority of people are are because are like barely struggling to pay their rent paycheck to paycheck. If if things get a little too precarious one month, you're now poor. And now yeah. all those evil things you voted for like affect you. The cops are kicking in your door even yeah. though you voted for Ron Johnson. Yeah, the, the you know, plenty of poor white people get abused by the police too. Like it's not as though police abuse is only against minorities. Right. But they they're willing to cut off their nose to spite their face because it's like, hey, the ship's going down, but I'll be the last one to drown. Not if you instead, get shot by a just, cop. Instead of just fixing the ship, right? Like they'd rather fix the ship if it means that the other person drowns first. They'd rather leave the ship broken if it means the other person drowns first rather than fix the ship if that helps the other person. But they also drown in this scenario. That's what I'm saying. Yes, that's why it's absurd. But so this was this an acknowledgement that there is no saving the ship. There no. is no way to not drown. So you just want to see your enemy drown first. No, it's a politics of pure resentment and self-destruction. It, it is it is it recognizing it that you're both going down together, so you want to kill them slightly faster. Yeah, that's the definition of fascism. Right, that's the appeal. It, it takes the anger and the despair and the hopelessness of a late capital state and says, what can you do about that? Certainly not fight capital. Time to attack minorities. Seems to be the trend almost every fascist state resorts to because they have nowhere else to channel the anger. Well, other than maybe invading another country, which we also do sometimes, but didn't really require fascism to do that. Why doesn't fascism ever eat itself entirely and like they eat the top? Well, actually, eventually that often does happen. Usually it's like one charismatic leader gets too old and the whole thing fucking collapses. And right. Okay, yeah, but what I mean is that's so much anger and violence being pent up. You don't think like, shouldn't it eventually turn on the people who they. Yeah. And guiding them towards a, a misbegotten future. Fascism is one of the least stable political systems possible. It's like the radioactive isotope of politics. Like if you if you try to establish a long lasting fascist state, good fucking luck to you because the average one lasts like five years. Um, right. They always fall apart because they're, by definition, an unstable, violent, disruptive force. This is not something that's even seeking to create a, a stable long-term plan. The entire thing is just pent-up id and frustration that we're going to send at the wrong target because we can't actually acknowledge the real target. Also known as Ron Johnson. 
Yeah. I call this the Johnson effect. Patent, now, if you just look at my eloquently put together chart, you'll see my distance from Ron Johnson expanding over time. So briefly return to these headlines. I, I find it really disgusting that we're now making people who have mental health problems even more vulnerable by linking them to mass shooters. Correct. So it's like, oh, if someone's having a panic attack in public um, because they actually have an anxiety disorder, now it's like, look, check if they have a gun. Wait, Alex, aren't you, you, you sound woke. You, you're trying to, uh, you're trying to destigmatize mental health. No, mental health leads to shootings. What's what I'm saying? It's like, what the fuck? Like, the, the overwhelming majority of people with panic attacks are not going to fucking start murdering Asian people. But this is the political objective. The objective is, oh, all these woke people trying to be nice, trying to be ethical and moral, trying to say, like, we shouldn't judge people for having mental health problems. Everyone struggles with them. And mental health is just like physical health. And, like, we should be caring and understanding. No. Mental health leads to shooting. It's just, it's the, it's the perfect counter. Yeah, the problem with Will Smith's violence was that it was alopecia. And, and, like, and him having a it. Well, no, the real cranks will say it's because his the woman wears the pants in that relationship. Right. And and, and she's got such a control on his on but his st- stop, stop like medicalizing misbehavior when it's blatantly misbehavior. It's nothing to do with that. I, I don't know. Like obviously someone who's gonna commit a hate crime is not exactly mentally well, but that's not the same thing as mental illness. Someone having an evil and disgusting personality in politics is not the same as saying, like, here's their DSM designation. I don't know. I think a lot of these people are in fact mentally ill. It's just a confluence of their mentally ill and they have a horrendous worldview. Uh, and that's the powder keg. Like almost any of these fucking school shooters, they're all like deeply disturbed. It's like it's like, you know. I I'd argue psychopaths, um, at least. So yeah, like obviously, people who have mental health problems are, tend to be less stable, and that's why they need help. You don't just let them out like fucking Reagan into the woods, into the wilderness to to go get fucking you know uh, radicalized on YouTube. To, and they then fucking buy a gun, which is cheap, and go kill people. Like we've well, created he- a, a, a system and a scenario in which the more you're struggling, the easier it is for you to get your hands on weapons and to learn horrible things about the world. But I, I read a little bit about this attack, and, and one of the things that this article completely elides is that he'd just been laid off from his job, which is almost certainly a greater motivator for doing a violent, suicidal, destructive act. You know, like postal. Is it's like, oh, people feel desperate and economically precarious, and then they lash out in, as, as we've talked about, deranged fascist ways when they don't have good politics, they don't understand what to do with their anger. So, like, yes, I'm sure he did have mental health issues to some degree on top of his extreme racism but to, they never seem to mention that it's like economic precarity that drives most of these violent incidents more than anything else but rather don't than most health. don't most people who get like laid off or fired who then do violence do violence against their job because they often feel like they were fired wrongly and like they like that's the whole origin of the term postal is like they direct their anger at the people who they feel are responsible. I don't know if he ended up attacking his boss, but his boss was Asian, according to the article. Okay, so he diffused the blame yeah. and the responsibility onto all Asians because his boss was Asian and his right. boss hired him. I see. So um, to me, it's a direct <laughs> linkage between the feeling of emasculation and desperation when you lose your job, more than just like, oh, I, I you know, I had a mental health breakdown that day. I, I just, uh, I don't know. Yeah, like the Buffalo guy. I'm also racist. Like that, one of those matters more than the other. The Buffalo guy drove three and a half hours to the to a, a grocery store in a county that he knew was the most they looked up was the most you know high, the highest black population in, yeah oh, in the area. Christ. Yeah, he no, he basically did the the uh, who's the kid who got off on self defense? Oh, 
Plus, yeah. I, wow, I'm really happy to say I've forgotten his name. Uh, Rise, yeah, 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 out, yeah. Out Millhouse? Yeah, Millhouse. It's called uh, Millhouse. Yeah, it was, it's a, everything's coming up Millhouse. I, I genuinely forget his name, but, but my point is... I'd like to keep it that way. The idea that, like, that kid, he didn't do research the same way this guy did to, like, scope out a, a, a crime site, but, like, right. I'm going to go out of my way to agitate on this highly hot-button political topic, yeah. and yeah. I'm going to arm myself to the teeth just in case. To me, is very similar to I've scoped like this is premeditated murder. Yeah. This, this well, it's also very similar to Anders Breivik, who went to a democratic right, socialist yeah. retreat to go kill the their children. Yeah, yeah. Like he scoped them out because of their politics, despite the fact that they were just children. And that's why he got charged with genocide, right? Well, I mean, he should have been put to death. Like as much as I'm anti death penalty, he's playing Xbox in some Swedish prison. But like, yeah, but when someone's going out of their way because of a political manifesto to hunt down people of a specific political ideology or religious ideology or ethnic group, yeah, that's not mental illness. That's an extremist genocidal ideology. Now, you can, you can medicalize that all you want, but those are distinct ideas. I, I guess I'm just not shocked. Like, ever since our founding, one of our kind of founding principles is we hunt minorities for sport. Like, Washington's had so much fun sending out his guys with guns to go grab, you know, escaped slaves. Like, this is baked into our country's DNA. We do this shit. We hunt minorities for sport, whether it's from a system-wide level of, like, police, or it's just letting sh mass shooters get away with it, or letting, you know, people on TV talk about it. It's like, it's in our DNA. I mean, you're certainly not wrong, though I will point out... Plenty of the other founders found Washington disgustingly racist and tried to prevent slavery from being adopted. Yeah, and Jefferson had a more loving articles. approach where he fuck his slaves instead. Like, like there were plenty of Boston guys who, despite modern Boston racism, were well opposed to slavery. Yeah, and John they, Adams they just couldn't get it through. And John Adams was so woke progressive that he, you know, gave his son permission to let his slaves go after. Like, yeah, I get it. Everything's obviously with with a degree here, but my point is, like, yes, minorities have been hunted for sport. Like, it's the goddamn. Uh, What's that? What's that book called? The greatest, uh, the deadliest catch. I don't think John Adams had slaves. But all right, whatever. Name. You know, the deadliest game. Like you know, like yeah. It, that's that's it. And who we are? What the short story with the the chasing the guy with the tiger pits and everything? Yeah, like we hunt man. Like it, it's yeah. past time in America. We're really not that different from the gladiators from Rome. Like we have blood sport. That is in what makes us American. I mean, but that's supposed to be like boxing and UFC. Right. <laughs> yeah, except those guys don't die. It's not supposed to end with their death. It's just sometimes happens to end that way. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and honestly, that's actually closer to the original gladiators where the vast majority of the time they were not supposed to die. Yeah. Um, except, except the point there is that with the gladiators, these were explicitly slaves. Now, maybe it's not racial slaves, but it's like national slaves or wage like poor people slave or like lost in a battle slave so it's still an other who's not part of the roman mass well i mean i want to be like brutally clear as horrific as the gladiatorial combats were in rome you at least had a way out yeah like if you if you wanted if you won enough victories you were emancipated and if you made enough money you could buy your freedom there's no winning enough victories or buying your freedom out of racial prejudice in the united states and there's no way out of a dana white ufc contract well, yeah, but God, like if you're even if you're like a black professor, you can still get you can about. still get arrested and shit on in the United States because you're just racially profiled for yeah. being black. And, and even no matter if, how much education or wealth you have, and even if you're a black NBA head coach, you'll still get racially profiled at the game that you won. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> America's so fucked. We don't even have the way out that fucking gladiators had. 
So because we've racialized it as opposed to making it purely based on, as we said, like winning or losing in war or economic circumstances, I'd argue it's even more brutal than ancient Rome. Absolutely. Ra- racialized anything is almost always worse. Because ancient it's Rome an attribute of, of who we are. Like, I, I, classics is something I actually spent a lot of time on because I enjoyed it. Ancient Rome was hell. Like, ancient Rome was filled with some of the most horrific shit I've ever seen. But even they had a better politics than America in the modern day does yeah, about, like, how to handle oppression of peoples. Except they had, like, the death penalty for every crime for a period of time. Like, Rome had its own problems. But my point is merely, none of this news should be shocking or surprising that these things happen. The shock and surprise should merely be that we've allowed it to be this way for so long and done dick all to change it. That's where the shock and surprise should be. That we've allowed this system to exist as it has. Not that the things are happening. We know why the things are happening. Mm-hmm. It's that we're letting them happen. That's the problem. Yeah, I would have thought all, all the cops that we funded would, would have stopped these at this point, but... I guess we just need to pump a bit more money down those pipelines. I guess we shouldn't have defunded them. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of things that are causing mental health problems, let's deal with international issues briefly. Uh, on to Ukraine again. The New York Times is telling us things we should definitely know as a mass public. Okay. U.S. intelligence is helping Ukraine kill Russian generals, officials say. Very cool. Now, this couldn't possibly backfire at all. Even even if we put aside whether or not we would like to stop Russia invading Ukraine, we have thus far maintained that we are not going to fight a hot military conflict with Russia anytime soon, according to our own stated objectives and preferences. So you would think that in comporting with that, we would not mention that we are assassinating their generals. I don't know. Iran didn't stop get mad at, get i mean mad enough to attack us when trump killed that one dude uh also where's this from because who knows if this is even true they could just this be is lying. from the new york it's from the new york times also yeah. it's probably lying then no they're not i i know what i'm saying is the official they're quoting could be lying oh very to like get a one-up no very likely but they, they believe what they're publishing is correct and then the, the white house was like what the fuck no no one was supposed to say that afterwards so i i you know Maybe it's true, maybe it's not, but yeah, this was absolutely like such a like this is like such a basic rule of of intelligence, yeah, of intelligence, of cold war, of proxy war, of just basic operating as a military. It was so it's like, yeah, just some guys are we have we have high level military officials clout chasing now. Which is really, really a model that's sustainable. Right. And, and the New York Times is like the Ian Rappaport uh like equivalent of i gotta get the, this tweet out before anyone else oopsie i got a, a spy killed like <laughs> for whoever published this to publish it like forever releases to release it and for the new york times to publish this this is a hundred times worse than anything snowden released or, or anything fucking reality reality winner released and those <laughs> motherfuckers are doing jail time or exiled for life this absolutely could cause a nuclear war yeah like i don't want to underscore too much but if you provoke the second most powerful nuclear armed country as the first most powerful nuclear armed country in this dramatic a way where you like force their hand and make it obvious that you're in direct military conflict. That's insanely dangerous. Isn't that cool and fun? I don't know if you've it's all games. Alex, these people. 
but a, a nuclear war would be good for the U.S. because yeah, we haven't, we haven't flexed our power in a while. I I couldn't believe when I read this because it's like, isn't the Times on board with the U.S. succeeding? Why would they help foil it like this? I have a suggestion for the New York Times editorial board: uh, change your newspaper's name to the New York End of Times. Uh, there you go. I like it. They're really they're really straining at the dials of that the hands of that nuclear doomsday clock, huh? Just really trying yeah. to, to go the whole way. This was yeah. This one we're talking. We talked. You know, we just talked about or Jason just put put it in terms of we shouldn't be surprised. Unfortunately, about mass shootings anymore. This surprised me. It's just so stupid. Hasn't surprised me since I've learned about JFK. We we've been on the fucking bring a nuclear war for longer than fucking abortion's been an issue. But that's just me. That's just your unflappable nature. I am I am cool as a cucumber. Understanding that the 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 world was literally like one Russian dude in a submarine decision making away from starting you know nuclear war in the sixties, so you know color me unimpressed that we're kind of closer to that again these days. Yeah. Well, the only the only thing that makes me confident that we're not going to have an end of times is how incompetent the Russians seem to be. A yeah, Daily they are Beast just... article. We're saying, hey, I got to find that gift. Even forgetting the fact that they can't seem to crush this country that's a tenth their size and power in any kind of reasonable time frame. Not that I hope they do. From the Daily Beast, Russian spies hilariously screw up Putin's assassination plot claim. An alleged Russian hoax gone embarrassingly wrong indicates that Putin's agents have trouble following even the most basic instructions. And what they're referring to here, because I read this one just to make sure it wasn't just more propaganda... They placed copies of the game The Sims on the uh, tables and, 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 and area of the people they were arresting because they misunderstood, presumably, a command from Putin or his uh, commanders to say they found SIM cards as copies of The Sims. So See, they this was planted game like DVDs of the game The Sims on these locations. This is what's so funny. And anyone who accuses me of like hating America and bashing America, my hate is not just for America. America has become like the land of like pig necked hot dog loser chuds. So too has Russia. Russia has collapsed and become just as like fat and inept and stupid and depressed and drunk and like terrible at military training as America has. Been. Yeah, they're more like us every fucking day. Right. So we're both of these countries are absolute shit piles. And this is what's so funny. Like, you know who's not like that? China. They are taking now, they're taking their military far more seriously than America is. Like, our, our military is a joke. Russia's an even, even bigger joke. But China's like biding their time. Now they have a huge, you know, they have a lot more to catch up to, but like, I don't know. It's just, we're both just lol cows. It's the most embarrassing military powers on the planet, and we pretend we're number one and number two or two and a half or three. Like, we're a fucking joke. And Russia's a joke. Every fucking video is like some Ukrainian grandma, like beating up a Russian guy with a, with a, with like a dowel or like a rolling pin and getting him off their property. The guy's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, it's embarrassing. Now, obviously, lots of people have been killed. I'm not trying to make light of that. There have definitely been calls of genocide and, like, really horrible violence. But so much of it is just, like, ineptitude that we've seen put on display the same way we saw ineptitude when we had video footage of how our adventures in Vietnam, Afghanistan, and Iraq went. Like, this is not some fucking tactical tier one, you know, we were operating with 100% clarity, doing, you know, ocular pat-downs. No, this is, like, an absolute shit show. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. 
intelligence has been that way since day one. I mean, like the, the Dulles brothers, you know, set up the CIA and all their plans result in basically all of the quote unquote enemies that America is fighting today. So it's a well-worn cycle. But to get back to the story, yeah, I saw this picture. It's so fucking funny. It's just like four, as you say, like jewel case copies of the Sims next to like a Nazi flag. And I think like the Sonnenrad. It's, it's so funny. Yeah, it's 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 embarrassingly amateurish. Like it could not have been more like them like videoing him them getting his signature force by force or something. Like I don't know how else you make it more obvious that it's fake. This is the only evidence that I believe in about like uh uh generational politics. Because the fucking like suits in America in the 70s and 60s and the 50s were far more brutal and capable than the ones today. And the same with the fucking Russians. Same with the, uh, not the, the GRU now, but what are they, what were they called their, their top? What, the Spetsnaz? Yeah, like the Spetsnaz. Like, they were actually far more badass and evil back in the day. Like, it's just, it's so embarrassing what modern elite operators are like. They're just fucking terrible. Well, it's almost like the Soviet Union was better organized than Russia. <laughs> Like they actually had a more functional government. I mean, it turns out that kleptocracies are not yeah. very competent. And the same is true of America. We were only just starting to become a kleptocracy back then. Yeah. But this is, I mean, it's just, it's one of these things that's like, you don't want to not take them seriously because they are, do still have dangerous power to their name. But like, it's just so oafish. And and ham fist. It's like it's like embarrassing. This would be embarrassing if like a high schooler did it. Yeah, um, a Russian. Yeah. You know, intel intelligence agent was too busy selling his trading his horny goofies before the stock price went down and yeah. didn't notice. Yeah, this 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 war is is truly horrific. But at least we're getting a, a new Get Smart movie out of it. I will also point out it shows how terrified they are of Putin that they wouldn't ask what the fuck he was talking <laughs> about if they didn't understand what that meant. Do you fucking know what it means? No. Like they're they're just like I guess we have to guess because we couldn't possibly ask what the fuck he's talking about when he said SIM card. It's just like it, it really does lend credence to the speculation that Putin is terrifying his own uh, immediate like staff and they don't want to negotiate with him or talk to him about anything, so they just follow through like it's fucking Stalin, so they don't get killed. It would be very funny and believable if this photo got circulated around 8chan or whatever, and suddenly The Sims became extremely popular with fascists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. stock go up to the moon. EA stock is skyrocketing. Actually, the dude who runs 8chan is running for local election, okay. uh, and he totally botched his uh, debate performance. Shocking. Good for him. He's running for, like, you know, a, a, a house seat or, like, a local senator house seat. It's very funny. Let me find, find the video. Well, speaking of botched political performances, let's talk about how the this now roughly three years old story of the U.S.'s attempted coup in Venezuela. <laughs> uh, from the New York Times again. U.S. to offer minor sanctions relief to entice Venezuela to talks. Biden administration said it would relax restrictions on Chevron's dealings with President Nicolas Maduro and remove sanctions from his relative. He, they've we've sanctioned a relative what does that we've mean sanctioned like his wife's cousin just to be petty you sanction an industry or like a country not a person they're trying this thing now that i've seen in several articles where they're like we're gonna freeze this one dude's assets yeah it's very fucking weird i mean which is i guess somewhat commendable because like that 
like if you were to be very generous is is a a way to avoid the normal crippling effects on common people but it's also yeah. laughably ineffectual well that would be generous if we weren't also sanctioning the entire country that's why i always put those qualifiers in so to remind people who've forgotten because it has been three years and we didn't exist as a podcast on um there was a you know disputed election in 2018 in venezuela with the western world mostly saying it was fraudulent and the rest of the world saying it was fine but basically the u.s was looking for an opportunity to depose maduro because he was the successor to chavez whom they despised for being a socialist so they just decided suddenly that this guy juan guaidado was the true president even though he never even ran for an election and tried to force the issue with a coup the coup failed and to punish Venezuela for not being toppled, they just put a bunch of sanctions in place, even though it was Trump and Biden opposed them at the time, but now he's kept them in place. So I don't know what the fuck the logic there is other than just fuck Venezuela. But now Biden is offering to slightly relieve the Trump era restrictions that he supposedly opposed anyway in exchange for letting Chevron into Venezuela, which is supposedly a, a boon. It's a law of the land, Alex. Got to enforce it. There's a lot of things going on here, but I'm, I'm curious what, you, what the lads think about this. It's bad. That's what I think about it. Sanctions doesn't mean do my favorite company a, 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 a benefit. Oh, no. Chevron going in is one of the benefits. That's, for Chevron. That's, no, but they're saying that that's one of the benefits for Venezuela. Venezuela nationalized their oil. Right. They don't but need the, to give it to Chevron. The way they framed it in the article, there were two offered benefits. Not sanctioning this the Maduro's wife's cousin and letting Chevron in. Sorry, wife's cousin. You're just going to have to suck shit for a while because they own their oil. They're not going to give that up. This is a bit complica complicated of an analogy, but this is this, this like if you had a partner and they, and they beat you daily and they said to you, all right. Because and they beat you daily because they once dreamed that you were cheating on them, and then they they say to you one day, "All right, I'll beat you a bit less often. You get Mondays off if you let my best friend rob you of the of the money you make every day." Yeah, that yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's one of the perks. Yeah, exactly. Because what they actually are demanding is that Maduro step down and put Guaidado in power. Oh, for fuck's sake! Even though he's Guaidado was this this guy who went to like George Washington University, ironically. Right. Uh, and and was he's like a little older than me. He was an Americanized person of Venezuelan descent who our deep state just decided would be a better person around Venezuela. So they just decided suddenly he should be president. Just he and live there. And there's like lots of there's like literally multiple videos and pictures of him like shaking hands with Mike Pompeo and Donald Trump and Mike Pence right before they sent him there to try to do the coup. And then when the coup failed, everyone's like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" And no one cares about him anymore. But that we're still like trying to pretend like that has traction, even though it's been three years and Maduro's completely secure in his power. So we're just punishing them by saying we're, the coups will continue, in, you know, until morale improves. <laughs> so this guy ran for office, ran for president three years ago. He didn't even run for president. He just said, "I am president." What? He said Maduro has vacated the office. He's vacated, because, so he is Dana White. Uh, McGregor has vacated the title because he's been out making yeah, whiskey money. That's uh, literally what he said. <laughs> he said, according to the article such and such of our Constitution, if you vacate the office, then someone else can just decide that they're president. It's like, he didn't go anywhere. He didn't even vacate. You're just saying you didn't like the election results. But so this, does this guy live in Venezuela or America? It's not clear because he was wanted for, you know, treason. 
and trying to blatantly start a coup against the existing government. So he'll, but, he'll never become president. It doesn't matter, though. Oh, no, he definitely will not. But the U.S. has is not happy about that. So now Trump is doubling down on this. Uh, or Bi- Biden is doubling down on a Trump-era coup attempt for some reason by keeping these sanctions super high in punishment for them not accepting the coup. That's actually what they're doing. Like, I wish I was phrasing that hyperbolically for humor, but I'm not. They're literally punishing them because the coup didn't work. And part of their negotiation is, will you let the coup work? That's what's happening. I mean, I wish we had the balls to do this with Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Like, hey, how about we get your oil and we replace your king? All right, trade deal. You step (laughs) down from power completely and we don't sanction your cousin. Wasn't there semi-credible evidence that Trump tried to have Maduro assassinated? Yeah, he sent the Sims DVDs as well. Yeah, it's not actually ambiguous at all. They sent a whole fucking squad. Yeah. They're just yeah, those they're, they're roughly are... as incompetent as the fucking Russians. No, nah, they were less guys. confident. Those dudes got caught like as they got to shore. Well, it was a little harder than just framing some asshole, but yeah. Yeah, it was a bunch of fucking, you know, fascist mercenaries that they sent in to try to prop up a fake government in Venezuela, which was the whole point. Um, it's it's hilarious. So they're like, oh, look, you know, this election in which Maduro won like 70% of the vote. Yeah, but John Reacher um, wasn't on the spot, so it couldn't have succeeded. That that election with, again, a, very, a very comfortable majority for Maduro isn't legitimate. But this other guy who's never even run for election ever is the legitimate president. <laughs> well, let's. Uh, I, I didn't find a good animal one this week, so I decided on the next best thing, which is a mm-hmm. fictional creature. Oh, intriguing. From PC Gamer. Okay. EverQuest players break sacred MMO code by waking up 20-year-old dragon. (laughs) They woke the sleeper, and not everyone was thrilled about it. I saw this one. I didn't understand what it meant, but I was more surprised that EverQuest is still online. And not only that, this is like retro EverQuest. It's a thing called Project 1999, which is like EverQuest as it was a few years after release. Yeah, it's just like uh, the people who make like the original WoW. and Yeah, except like, that the original WoW is still made by the same corporation, whereas this is like a source code used by some third-party group of fans or something. But what's bizarre is the engineering for this game apparently made it so that if you ever completed one of the raids, it permanently changed the world. So, like, if you if you completed this quest, it breaks, like, ten other quests in the same world. So if you ever actually do it, you damage the game experience for everyone else on the same server. Why does it damage it? Doesn't it just create new stuff? No, like, the dragon wakes up, just, like, kills everyone on the server, and then, like, half of the endgame quests are defunct because they were to try to get to the dragon. Well, they didn't have to port that over, did they? They didn't have to. But can't they just undo it? Like, they've got the source code. They don't intend to because that's not the true experience. The fact that, that it took this long for this to happen is is pretty good evidence against the prisoner dilemma. Yeah. So is this like the uh, the Chicago Cub fan who like caught that foul ball and prevented the Cubs from going to the World Series? Like everyone reviles him now. Yeah, exactly. And he permanently changed the game state. The whatever the guild that did this is now like the most hated guild in the game. Very funny. Uh, yeah, so but this is a perfect example of like horrible game design being enshrined because of nostalgia. This, remi- um, this reminds me of when Eve on- there was like this like giant space wide fight in Eve Online that destroyed like the real life value of hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of ships that people bought. Like they're like they're 
it's so the online experience is so extreme it has real world consequences. I'm very pleased by this. Yeah, it's a it's a really fucking weird idea. I I, I did read almost this entire article because I thought it was hilarious, but I wouldn't recommend reading it. <laughs> it's it's very very boring and very dumb. Once again, long, the most long, press group gamers. Long story short, whoever designed like, or designed EverQuest sucked. Like the, <laughs> the premise was just dog shit. Like the, the idea of the random player killing was permissible. The the whole zone becomes worse over time as people complete content. Just horrific game design philosophy. It's tr- truly, it's truly the predecessor to you know to bring things full circle to crypto. You know, they made a finite resource that gets worse the more people get invested in it, and this is what you get. Also, did it mention in the article at all the player base? Like, are like three people disappointed by this other one person doing this? Or I would have been entertained if that was the case, but this is a guild of hundreds of people on a server of tens of thousands. What the fuck? Yeah, this is still going strong. Damn, uh, you guess... know, it was COVID. Everyone retreated back to their game, their MMO from yeah. 1999. Childhood. They woke the sleeper. Woke something. They yeah, remember. apparently the guild tried. There was a splinter. There was like a civil war in this guild. Because they didn't actually want to do the dragon thing because they would all be hated. But then, like, the elitists are like, we're not going to go this far without doing it. So is this the first time this has ever happened? Like, did this ever happen in the normal? It, it apparently happened in, like, 2004 on another server. So this isn't even, like, the newest. Wait, instance, so it's only but... server by server? So they could just boot up another server and it's fine? Yeah, but you have to redo all of your progress and everything. Just point all your... I don't give a shit. Well, the point is, um, as you say, it's, it's like an instance where... where um, the collective, collective action, action was working for a very long time until it didn't. Uh, and then, like, because it's almost everything in EverQuest is apparently, like, PvP on, a bunch of people showed up to try to kill those so they <laughs> couldn't do it. But they didn't get there in time, and then the yeah. dragon came out and killed everyone. This is Hillary Clinton's fault. This is basically the Benghazi before the dragon showed up. But the fact that a dragon came out and killed everyone afterwards is very funny to me. It's, it's like, you know, it's like in a D&D game where, like, the DM just decides to fuck everyone. It's just like, the campaign's yeah. over. The dragon comes out, you're all dead. Nature hates you now. The world yeah. hates you. Balanced. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This one was funny to me. I, I'm on Team Dragon. I'm glad they released him. He was chained for too long. Get a new game. <laughs> More like Never Quest. Now they're done. Never again Quest. All right. Well, I was thinking we might do a, a, a mini deep dive after this, but this was dragged way too long, long, so we'll have to do it another time. But it's just how invested we are in, the, in this podcast for you listeners. We drag ass whenever we can. Yeah, way way more meat on the bones than I even expected for a 23-year-old dragon. See you next time. Hasta luego. See ya. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoy what we do here at the Non-Essential Workers Podcast and you want to support us, please check us out at patreon.com slash nonessentialworkerspodcast or by clicking the link below. For five bucks, you get access to the Patreon feed and twice, right, twice as many total episodes. How many more? I'll say it one more time for the back, twice. <laughs> Anyways, thanks and see you next time.